Welcome to Everyday Motherhood, the podcast that inspires you to pause, connect, and play more every single day. The podcast that's focused on you, the mom, to help you fill up your cup and rediscover the joy and love in your everyday life. We can't parent alone, and parenting is too serious to be serious all the time. Thanks for being here. My name is Christy Thomas. I am the founder and developer of PlayForLifeMoms.com. Let's jump in. At a time where so many of us are feeling nervous about food or using food to cope, um, this is a really important guest to have on. I invited my friend Ajile or AJ to come on and here is her official bio. AJ is a registered dietitian and nutritionist with over 12 years of experience. She's the author of Digestive Health with Real Food, and she's someone who has dealt with her fair share of digestive and hormonal issues, including IBS, SIBO, and PCOS. She learned how to heal her digestive issues by developing her own natural and holistic protocol, which she outlines in her book. In addition, To these health issues, she overcame nearly two decades of disordered eating, poor body image. She has recovered from binge eating disorder. Today, AJ is passionate about helping people and struggling with health issues and helping women heal their relationship with food and their bodies. I am so excited and honored to bring you AJ. And she has the coolest accent. Just wait and listen. Hi, everybody. We are so lucky to have AJ as our guest today. She is a holistic nutritionist. Is that right, AJ? Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> a nutritionist, registered dietitian. All uh, of it. Yeah, all of these. <laughs> Fantastic. I'm never really sure the alphabet soup of letters after someone's name anymore. <laughs> So I knew nutritionist, but I didn't know the dietitian, which is awesome because that's hard to study for. Yes, yes, yes. That's the one with the, the, you know, you you need the bachelor's degree Uh and then the internships and all of that. Yeah. My college roommate (laughs) studied for that back in university. Okay. I remember her studying. (laughs) You know what it is. It was a hard (laughs) program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's intense. Well, thank you for being here. AJ, um, you'll notice her beautiful accent because she is from the French-speaking part of Canada, right? Exactly, (laughs) Quebec, yes. (laughs) So she's in Quebec, and she's a mom of an amazing little boy that I love seeing pictures of on Instagram. So that is how AJ and I connected. Welcome, AJ. Well, thank you for having me. I'm really excited to talk about, yeah, one of my favorite topics with you. (laughs) I've got my cup of tea and uh, that's going to be fun. Excellent. I've got my warm water here. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) So AJ is going to talk to us about nourishment, which I've been working with EJ. I took her Patreon class and some other of her classes for the last on and off for the last year and a half following her because of my friend Vanessa. And AJ is an amazing teacher. So I'm going to let AJ take the lead here and talk about what nourishment is. Yeah, that's a good question. Like, I, I'm just curious to hear from you. Like, what do you, yeah, what, <laughs> like, do you, Christy, and I, as your audience, like, when you hear the word nourishment, like, I think that for many people, it's it's hard to conceptualize. I'm just yes. curious to hear okay, so what you think. Before oh. you, I thought nourishment was related only to food. Uh-huh. And yeah. nutrition, like macronutrients and micronutrients. I have an exercise <laughs> t- trainer background, 
So it was very scientific and recovery based and how to recover from sports. Yes. Yes. And I think that's what most many people think about Mm -hmm. when they hear nourishment. And, uh, you know, as a nutritionist, dietitian, uh, the word nutrition is what I would use a lot. Mm -hmm. And this was, you know, all of that, exactly what you described there. But at some point uh, on my own healing journey, uh, including uh, digestive issues, as well as PCOS, which stands for polycystic ovarian syndrome, which is um, a hormone um, imbalance, I guess, um, mm-hmm. and uh, as well as uh, an eating disorder. Uh, so I had, um, yeah, nutrition was always on top of my mind. And uh, that was a big focus of my life, actually, both my professional and personal life. And at some point, I realized that although food is super important, and it is part of what we need to feel nourished, it is not enough. There's also s- nourishment for me, like is like, so much bigger, so much more encompassing uh, for the body. Like it's not only about food, but it also includes water and rest and sleep and movement more, not the type of movement where you push uh, yourself or you fight against your body, but the type of movement where you're really in your body. And that feels like you're, you're really present and alive in your body. And then there's those other parts of us that needs to feel nourished as well. And that includes our mind, which is all of our, about our mental health, as well as our heart, which is our emotional health, and our soul, our spiritual health. And for people that are not spiritual or religious, it doesn't need to be religious. It can, doesn't have to be. And for people that, you know, don't want to do, have to do anything with that, we can just see the soul as the alignment of the body, mind, and heart. So any, you know, it's, it's for everyone. <laughs> yeah. That is a really rich definition of nourishment and taking care of your body. Mm-hmm. How did you break it apart from just food? How did where did this start for you? Wow. <laughs> That's a good question that I I haven't been asked. I've been on many different podcasts, but to look at it this way, I've never asked that myself either. But I think that I it was more like uh, pieces that I picked along the way. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 So, you know, nutrition was a big focus of mine, but then I realized that I also had something like adrenal fatigue or um, HPA axis dysregulation mm-hmm. and that I needed to rest. Like that was kind of a new concept for me. Like I was used to seeing my body like a machine and do, 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 be more yes. productive, get more done. Uh, and like resting like that's, you know, <laughs> there's a saying in my family, like you're going to rest when you're dead. Like, <laughs> Yes, I think so many people have been told that as a kid, right? Like it gets ingrained pretty early. Uh Uh-huh, exactly. So I I didn't think, you know, I thought, you know, I sleep at night. I do my, you know, I I sleep. Uh I thought that was enough, but I didn't know the importance. Yeah, I I didn't know that resting was actually doing something and taking care of myself, even though I may not be, you know, productive uh, with my work or, you know, getting the house cleaned or anything like that. Like it was really productive to rest because it will allow me to it was doing something. We need to take care of ourselves to be to be our full self and to mm-hmm. also then it just makes everything easier after because we've all been there like being drained. And like feeling resentful, you know, if we feel like we have to do everything ourselves. And then, uh, yeah, it's just, it's just, I think that we need to look at it the other way around and, and know that we should never serve from our cup. Like we should only serve from our saucer, you know, the little, if we put a cup, (laughs) 
<laughs> so we should yes. really, yeah. Someone needs to like hit the back 30 seconds button and hear AJ say that again. Say that one more time. Yeah, we should never serve from our reserves. The cup is the, our reserves and it's really uh -huh. like what gets on the saucer. So we should only serve from the saucer, not from our cup. So we need to work on making sure that not only do we nourish ourselves, but that we keep a certain level. Because what happens is that like, let's say we measure nourishment on a scale of zero to 100. Uh -huh. um, I don't know like the listeners can just imagine like okay, what would be my nourishment number right now and it may be hard to get a number because for many yeah. of us we're just used to looking at everything around us and it's a bit hard uh to connect with ourselves and to really feel into ourselves and how we're feeling because it would be okay to have a range right like you don't yes. have to have no exactly it doesn't have number, to be oh my god right? it's 63 yeah. right now <laughs> no that's not how it works <laughs> my yet a little brain is like oh i'm so 79 i don't know 42 yeah, yeah exactly and so it's, a range it's just, like it's a thermometer like, range yeah, of 100 exactly. yeah so it's more like in the 20 to 30 or more like in the 60 to 70 so that that just uh -huh. gives you an idea but yeah. i think that as we practice doing that um because many of us are just not used to connecting with ourselves because there's, mm -hmm. there's just so many distraction and also we're afraid of that connecting with ourselves will mean that we have to feel the things we don't want to feel or you know yes. yeah we used to numbing and distracting ourselves and to kind of trying to escape whatever is happening on the inside because we haven't been taught how to deal with those feelings and how to really we don't know what to do with it so no um, no yeah yeah we forget that feelings are meant to be felt instead of just you know bottled and pushed aside so you said you started with rest yes. was rest one of your first things yes uh, when you know when after you taking expanding. care of food and supplements uh -huh. and trying so many different things then uh -huh. i discovered oh rest is another thing that actually makes a big difference so what uh, were your first experiments with rest for so uh, i i i had read that book on adrenal fatigue and I was still recovering from my gut issues. And I, the first thing I saw is that, okay, I should rest. I should like, at that point, like I used the word force myself because it was really <laughs> what I had to do. Uh -huh. Force myself to lie down uh, for 10, 15 minutes, sometime in the afternoon and do nothing. No distraction, no phone, nothing. Just, just yeah. there. And that was <laughs> really tough. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it was. <laughs> but I thought that you no, know, my body needs this. My body needs this. My body needs this. So uh -huh, like, yeah, yeah. So that was you know a few years ago. Now I may not do it exactly the same uh -huh, way, but right. that was kind of Absolutely. my first door into trying to uh -huh. to see that this was actually doing something. This was actually nourishing myself to do nothing. <laughs> That's amazing. When I had um, Kate Northrup on to talk about her book, Do Less, uh -huh. her self-care activity at the end that she said was that or, that's one of her favorite things to do was lie on the floor and just take a 10 minute break of doing nothing. It's like you put your life down. Like, yeah, uh -huh. you, you know, yeah, 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 yeah. Just to force yourself to lay there and be still is <laughs> really so after rest, what happened next for you? Was it social? Was it creative? Was it feeling at home in your body through like flexible yoga? Because you do yoga a lot now. Yeah, yeah. What happened next? All of these components came uh, into place at some point, but I think that the next one was really more about um, the mind piece, uh, the okay. mental. Uh, so gaining more awareness into how I was thinking, the thoughts that I have that uh, yet yeah, you know that all of these mm -hmm. things that we tell ourselves uh, on a day-to-day -day basis for me a lot of my thoughts 
thoughts were really negative and harmful and things about my own body uh, that I would never say out loud and never say to anyone, of course, but yep. they, you know, every single day getting in front of the mirror, getting dressed and anything I would be doing, it would be, yeah, I, you know, I don't even want to say those things out loud, but no, I, yeah, you know, you can all imagine. All, yeah, I'm yeah, sure you know. as you were saying it, everyone's <laughs> own private demon thoughts popped into their head, right? Like, yeah, yeah. We all have the things, especially because this is an episode for moms, right? Like we all have things left over from childbearing yes. that everything has changed. Of and course. Yeah. Our breasts are not the same, our <laughs> belly, our everything Absolutely. is not the same. <laughs> yep. Everything has changed. Maybe the tip of our nose is the same, more or less. Exactly. But. <laughs> I know. Something like my feet even change sizes. So who knows? Yeah, our body changes so and there's so many things we can criticize ourselves about. It can yeah. be that our body or can be our parenting or yeah, oh, your relationships, right. you know, those are big ones for, for many people. Yeah. Yes, there are lots of ways. So you did rest and then you started working <laughs> on your mental self-talk. Where would you have a mom who's listening to you talk about nourishment start? Like, where would you have them start, AJ? Hmm, that's a really good question. I think that I think that what I do, like I have this this online program called Nourish Your Roots, mm -hmm. and the roots there are like four roots, which are the body, mind, mm -hmm. heart, and soul. Because I feel like when those roots are nourished, then that allows us to bring more life within ourselves and to feel more whole and complete and to be more like ourselves. Because that's a piece that's really important for many yeah. women, especially mom, is that they, they don't feel like they are who they you know they don't they don't really feel right. like they are themselves anymore they feel like they've They're forgotten who they are and they don't even yeah. remember they don't know so and i think that nourishment is what will allow us to get reconnected with who mm -hmm. we truly are and for me personally maybe because of my background with health and nutrition but i think that the door the the body can really be seen as the gateway to start cultivating more nourishment because just with food you know we can inc include incorporate uh, and weave into that the mind uh, and heart piece the mental emotional piece by just looking at you know what are our thoughts like when we have food on our plate are we thinking like why are you eating that much? You shouldn't eat that, you know, and, and then the, the, the emotional, like what kind of emotions go to that? Are we in gratitude for the food that we have that will nourish our body? Or is mm -hmm. it bringing up like a fear? Oh my God, is this going to cause this or that, or, you know, in terms of disease or in trying to do calculations uh -huh. and all of that. So I think that that can be seen as a really uh, good opportunity to look at all elements at the same time. <laughs> That's fantastic. Now, I know from following you on Instagram, do you still have a daily piece of chocolate? Oh, my chocolate every day? Pretty much. Yes. It's it, unless I run out, <laughs> <laughs> which would be a disaster. No, <laughs> I usually have a pretty good uh, stock of. Uh, yeah, I that I think that for me, uh, nourishment, nutrition is not about perfection. And I think uh -huh. that, you know, there are foods that will be more nutrient dense for the body. And I right. know, I, you know, everybody's different. But for me, I know that I need to have some protein at breakfast that I'd go, I'm going to feel better. It's going to stabilize my blood sugar levels more. I know that, you know, I need protein 
proteins at my meals and vegetables, you know, and healthy fats. But I also yeah. know that, you know, that that bit of chocolate or I love baking homemade cookies. Also, I, I need mm -hmm. to eat gluten free. So I make them gluten free and, and just homemade like the whole process, the ritual of it and baking uh -huh. them and the smell. And like it's really uh, it's really um, yeah, it's really nourishing for me to. to yeah, eat. I can see yeah. your whole face is lighting up. She's talking with her whole body. Like if you could see the video of it, like you can tell this lights your soul on fire, baking for yourself and sharing and your them son with people. Oh, that's sharing amazing. it. Yeah. 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 Because I remember back. In, okay. So I, I had uh, binge eating disorder for almost 20 years and I used to love baking too, but that would be like, you know, okay, I need to make it less, you know, cut the fat. Like it would be really complicated. I would try to make substitution to make them, you know, less calorie, less fat or whatever. But uh -huh. then I would end up like, uh, because binge eating disorder is like, uh, it's like, going from one spectrum of trying to control, deprive yourself to, to, to basically diet to the other side uh -huh. of the spectrum where you just cannot sustain this anymore and you eat like very large volumes of food, which make you feel super crappy, both at the physical level and at the emotional, mental level. Uh -huh. It's like emotional eating, but on Too steroids. Extreme. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so for me, when I used to bake, like it was super complicated, like um, in my head, I wouldn't make it complicated for myself and then sometimes I would end up like eating like the whole batch and then feel super guilty and have to bake another one so that you know other people would you know because I, I said I was gonna make cookies so I, it was very shameful and sometimes yeah throwing the cookies in the in the bin because I, I thought that I couldn't have any more and oh my god like so I I I'm just saying that and sharing this because I think that we've you know whatever kind of behavior we've ha all had about food you know we we can all have shame about certain behaviors we've had in any areas of our life yep. could be food or anything else and i'm just here to say that um that it's okay <laughs> yeah. like we're even me as a dietitian nutritionist i've done like uh things like that that i never thought i would tell anyone and uh, -huh. uh it's okay like i was doing the best that i could like had, had no ideas of how to deal with my emotions i had no idea how to rest and play mm -hmm. and have fun. That was my only way to cope with anything and everything. And for others, it may be uh, binge watching things on Netflix like for the whole mm -hmm. weekend and forgetting about other forms of self-care or it could be alcohol or it can be, you know, there's right. just so there's many lots ways, of ways we can numb. numb and distract ourselves. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm just saying this. Um, I'm not even sure what the original question is, but we're just talking. I forget now, but it's okay. <laughs> but I think someone that... Someone needed to hear this. This was good to hear that, to... you know, someone that's an expert has struggled I... and that no one is... No one... Um, everyone has something exactly no and I think that where I wanted to it. get to thank you for helping me uh -huh. yeah, yeah. Remind, remember where I was going with that is that um, no matter you know what kind of habits we have uh -huh. or thoughts that we have like we are not our habits and we are not our thoughts and you know that was not who I you know I think that it's important it was a season exactly. and a lesson to learn exactly and I learned so much from that and that allows me to connect with the women that I work with at a much deeper level because many of them have suffered with some kind of similar struggle struggle so mm -hmm. um it, it, so I think that it's really important to bring compassion to ourselves for these areas of our life where or those parts of our, our life or those parts of ourselves that we don't feel like we're we've been able to nourish 
as well as, mm-hmm. as we would have liked to. It's okay. And to just, you know, forgive ourselves. I get it. It's just removing all the shame because, you know, there's yeah. just so many things that we feel like we could have done better. Or, oh, okay, that's another thing. On my, nourishment is another thing yeah. on my to-do list. And I need to, another thing I'm yeah. not doing right. You right. Know? You're not failing. This is, we're just bringing you new ideas to think about. It's going to exactly. be okay. It's yeah, just I'm, that um, I'm a huge fan of Mr. Fred Rogers, and he says that whatever is mentionable is manageable. Huh. So if you can just be brave enough to mention it, mm-hmm. and he said this for kids, right? Talking about really hard things that he knew that if adults and if he could just talk about it, then it would be okay for the kids mm-hmm. to be able to process through yeah. those things. Yeah, I love that. It's like bringing the light to it. So then, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah. Brene Brown it. says something similar about, you know, if shame's in darkness, yeah. it can grow. But if it's in light, then. I, exactly. Yeah, I've read, mm-hmm. I read some of her books. And um, so like nourishment, it's not like uh, something that you can be perfect at it, because mm-hmm. I know that there might be some perfectionists out there. Or some. I'm sure there is. <laughs> maybe one or two, who knows? Well, maybe a recovering one here. <laughs> so and so nourishment is not like, okay, I'm going to do everything right. And I'm going to be, you know, the best at nourishment. And uh-huh. I'm going to be done with it. No, that's not how it works. And I really see nourishment as a, a path uh, uh-huh. that we can choose to be on and that's pretty much like a lifelong path and i'm not saying that oh my god i got around i want to embark on that (laughs) long journey that has no end when i hear you talk about it aj (laughs) the idea that i have when you mentioned how you've picked up different tools around the way is like you're on this meandering path and picking flowers Mm, and like seeing the flowers that work for you and putting them into a vase of tools so yeah, that's yeah. how I see. So AJ I love that. Is. Yeah, exactly. Because there's no. Oh, sorry. My internet may be a little choppy. No, you're good. Uh, hopefully. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> good. So, uh, so yeah, with nourishment, as with a lot of other things in life, uh, mm-hmm. there is no end destination. It's really about the journey. So uh, there's no point uh, in waiting until we feel nourished enough to do something. No, it's not. It's just about mm-hmm. doing the little things, picking those little flowers. Like, you know, today, mm-hmm. what kind of flower do I need? Or, you know, like, could it be something that nourished yeah. my body, my mind, my heart, my soul a little better? And every little step, we learn something more and we learn to embody nourishment at a deeper level every step of the way so you mentioned before that baking is kind of a form of play for you how did you get re in touch with play because play is such a huge thing for me Mm -hmm. and taking it out of like just the bubble of childhood and expanding it to like lifelong goals right like play is something our soul needs from birth to death. I don't think we can mm-hmm. live fully without embracing play. So how did you fall into letting yourself play again? Yeah, and um, that's that's still something that I'm, I'm practicing fully it's specifically. Work. I can see the you're, you're, you're like, you're, 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 you're like <laughs> pushing a little area that I know that there's still a lot of growth it's to be okay. done here. <laughs> it's okay that you're not good at it yet. I know. I'm just curious know. how you're experimenting with it right now. Yeah, yeah, exactly. When I became a mom, my son is five years old. And uh, yeah, so I, I just... I just realized how hard it is for me to just sit and and, and play. And so, uh-huh. we, you know, I need with my son, for example, I need to find things that we both enjoy doing because there are yes. you know, certain games, certain things that oh, are yeah. not mine, you know, and that's no. fine. But just playing for myself, I think, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to, 
I, I've been learning how to just bring that that more silly part of me and just not mm-hmm. take things so seriously. And for me, it comes a lot, a lot through creativity, like uh, doing um, macrame, for example, is uh, is a form of play because anything that doesn't have like a rigid uh, guideline and where I can feel like yeah. I can express myself or even dancing to me as a form yes. of play, like free dancing and just like going wild and not caring about how it looks like but really feeling into how it feels like and how yeah full of life you can feel when you just have fun with the music so I think those are the biggest things that are coming to me uh when talking about play yeah <laughs> those are fantastic I really like that oh good good I, 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 that, uh, a, a I feel star, the same with yeah yeah no you don't need a good song but if you want one I'll give it to you um <laughs> that I find that I do enjoy, I see stitching without directions. Like I have a couple needlepoint projects that don't have any directions. They just come with thread every month, Mm -hmm. fabric and thread with no directions. And that is way more playful to me than buying a full kit. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really about the freedom, right? Uh That's that's really part of the play thing. Yeah. Yep. Huge part of the play thing. So is there anything else that you want to share that I haven't asked? Well, um, that's a very open question, but what I <laughs> cannot be much more open than that. <laughs> I know a journalist asked me that question the other day and I was like, oh, I'm going to throw that in there. <laughs> no, exactly. There's, you know, what comes to me right now is, uh-huh. you know, to all the moms listening is that um, I know that sometimes it's hard to stop and slow down and take care of Mm -hmm. ourselves and I know that for me when I became a mom I just have one son but um I I don't know why I'm saying that like because I feel like I've heard so many clients tell me like I feel like just because I have one child like I should I should yeah there's no there's no number requirement right (laughs) you're a mom you're a mom and and, uh even sometimes you know women can be mom to a plant or uh, Mm -hmm. a pet so you know but you know, for all the moms out there, some yeah. When I became a mom, that's what I wanted to say. Is like I felt like I I'm a mom now. Like that that was such a big part of my identity. And mm-hmm. for me, part of my journey is that I I got divorced and my son was only three years old. And I became what you know in my mind I labeled myself a as becoming mom. a part time mom. Oh yeah. <laughs> so that was like kind of a very um, brutal detachment in terms of Uh my identity uh it was really painful um and it made me uh it for you know what a lot of mother may experience when their kids leave the nest later on in life like I feel like I had to experience that really early into motherhood and like who am I who am I really and you know to to be able to to not feel like I'm, I'm just wearing that hat of being uh-huh. a mother but that I can be so many different things like I'm AJ my, my real name is Aglay yeah. but I know it's hard to say uh-huh. but uh you know who am I really who I want to be like I I and and yeah I, I I'm a mother whether I have my kid with me all the time yeah. or not Absolutely. but I'm so many other things as well yeah. and that doesn't need to be labeled or defined so I would just invite uh all the moms listening and whoever else may be listening yeah. to just uh, ask themselves that question. Like, I know that's a big question, but who am I really? And it, you don't need to have an answer, but it's just like an inquiry yeah. to give yourself. And then by practicing nourishment, I feel that's, that's, that's the path that leads us back to ourselves. So, and to finding who we are. Because, um, yeah, it's, it's not really about finding 
who we are. It's really about remembering who we are. Like we're kind of the nourishment allows us to feel more alive, more, more bring that fullness, that wholeness, feel more complete while removing and shedding the layers of the past and those previous stories and those beliefs yeah. that we've taken from so many people around you or from, or from us or from society. So I, yeah, so nourishment is, uh, has been life changing for me. And, uh, yes, I would, um, encourage anyone to give that a try and look at it from all of these different angles because it's yeah it's magical that's really that was a really good wrap-up of everything we talked about too (laughs) so i appreciate that was a good good wrap-up and i think it's a really important thing to remind people that they have the choice to take the time to think about these things that they don't have to keep rushing rushing you have permission like i think that's the sometimes we need to have permission Mm -hmm. to someone else before we can give it to ourselves but if you need to hear you know if you need it from someone else i am giving it to you all of you listening you have permission to slow down and nourish your whole self (laughs) that's fantastic so at the end of every episode we end with a self-care task do you have a teeny, uh-huh. tiny self-care task that you can send moms off onto? Well, because it's springtime, I think that um, that that my best self-care thing that I would send everyone to uh, is to go outside and touch the earth. And yeah. or just look at something that is growing outside. Just uh-huh. be in contact with Mother Earth. I think it is, especially for women, I see this as something very nourishing for the body mm-hmm. mind heart and so it is grounding it is calming uh it just makes us feel connected to this beautiful earth this beautiful planet that we're on and uh so that that would be what uh, the little mission <laughs> for the month. i love that because whenever i pause and look at the flowers or see my lemon tree i have in my backyard i remember that i can't rush anything mm. yeah. that it's always on its own path so exactly we feel like we, when we look at nature, it doesn't feel like there's much happening yet. You know, there's so much life and everything happens exactly what it's, when it's supposed to happen. <laughs> okay, so the last thing we end with is a play idea. Oh. Do you have any play ideas for families to try out? You got me off guard. <laughs> <laughs> it could be baking. It could yeah, maybe share yeah. one of your cookies. Yeah, or... yeah exactly. Finding just a, a recipe. And uh, if people go on my Instagram account, like in the, the highlights, the story uh-huh. highlights, I have one for yeah. real food. And there's one of my, some at least two or three of my cookie uh, recipes. Usually when I'm in the kitchen, like I just make it, I invent the recipe as I go. And after <laughs> I try writing it down. So I like to play that way. So that's one thing. And another form of play that I really enjoy doing with my son is just, you know putting a song on and like dancing together like that's he really enjoys that and usually we do a time-lapse video and watch ourselves after so that is so fun (laughs) my kids really like doing like the boomerang style dancing videos (laughs) that we do all sorts of i'm so grateful for technology Mm -hmm. sometimes that we really get to play in lots of unusual ways between filters and it's fun being silly with them i really (laughs) like it yes Well, thank you so much, AJ. If you could um, tell people where they can find you online, what are the best places for them to come find you? Yeah, I would go to, uh, if people are on Instagram, Radicata Nutrition, that's R-A-D-I-C-A-T-A, Nutrition, or my website is RadicataNutrition.com. Those are the best places to find me. I'm on Facebook too, on the Radicata Nutrition. So yeah, uh, all of them. And all those links in case you 
didn't get to write it down fast enough will all be in the show notes for you. I just wanted AJ to tell you where to go. <laughs> Perfect. And yeah, and I have a free class if uh, they go uh, on my Instagram and the link tree, there's like a free course that it can sign up. It's about reconnecting with our body. So that's really on topic. <laughs> yes. And I highly suggest doing it. So thank you so much for taking the time. My pleasure. And um, peace be with you, AJ. Yeah. Wishing everybody to feel nourished. <laughs> Excellent. Bye. Okay, so I'll stop the recording. I hope that conversation really helped you, especially in this high stress time where we have a lot of time at home, where maybe you can spend some time on nourishment. I know that your plate is piled high of work and homeschooling and extra things i feel like an octopus right now but i'm also not driving anywhere in the evenings anymore so if you want to go into the everyday motherhood podcast fan group on facebook we can continue this conversation of what nourishment looks for us i'm gonna go live there on april 17th to talk about this idea okay guys see you there and don't forget leave a rating and review That's the tip jar for podcasters. You are the right mom for your kids and your kids are the right kids for you to be mom of. I don't want you to ever forget that. And don't forget, you can choose love today. Again, right now.